Chapter Two of Where No Fear Was: A Book About Fear. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Julia Rubnikova, Moscow, Russia. Where No Fear Was: A Book About Fear by Arthur Christopher Benson. Chapter Two: Shapes of Fear now as i look back a little i see that some of my worst experiences have not hurt or injured me at all i do not claim more than my share of troubles but i have had troubles enough for one as browning says bereavements disappointments the illness of those i have loved illness of my own quarrels misunderstandings enmities angers disapprovals losses i have made bad mistakes i have failed in my duty I have done many things that I regret. I have been unreasonable, unkind, selfish. Many of these things have hurt and wounded me, have brought me into sorrow and even into despair. But I do not feel that any of them have really injured me, and some of them have already benefited me. I have learned to be a little more patient and diligent, and I have discovered that there are certain things that I must at all costs avoid but there is one thing which seems to me to have always and invariably hampered and maimed me whenever i have yielded to it and i have often yielded to it and that is fear it can be called by many names and all of them ugly names anxiety timidity moral cowardice i can never trace the smallest good in having given way to it it has been from my earliest days the shadow and i think it is the shadow in the lives of many men and women i want in this book to track it if i can to its lair to see what it is where its awful power lies and what if anything one can do to resist it it seems the most unreal thing in the world when one is on the other side of it and yet face to face with it it has a strength a poignancy a paralyzing power which makes it seem like a personal and specific ill-will issuing in a sort of dreadful enchantment or spell which renders it impossible to withstand yet strange to say it has not exercised its power in the few occasions in my life when it would seem to have been really justified let me quote an instance or two which will illustrate what i mean i was confronted once with the necessity of a small surgical operation quite unexpectedly if i had known beforehand that it was to be done i should have depicted every incident with horror and misery but the moment arrived and i found myself marching to my bedroom with a surgeon and a nurse with a sense almost of amusement at the adventure i was called upon once in switzerland to assist with two guides in the rescue of an unfortunate woman who had fallen from a precipice and had to be brought down dead or alive we hurried up through the pine forest with a chair and found the poor creature alive indeed but with horrible injuries and i knocked out an arm and a thigh broken her also turned to ribbons and with more blood about the place and pulls than i should have thought a human body could contain she was conscious she had to be lifted into the chair and we had to discover where she belonged she fainted away in the middle of it and i had to go on and break the news to her relations if i had been told beforehand what would have had to be done i do not think i could have faced it but it was there to do and i found myself entirely capable of taking part and even of wondering all the time that it was possible to act again i was once engulfed in a crevasse hanging from the ice ledge with a portentous gulf below and a glacier stream roaring in the darkness but i can only say quite honestly and humbly that i had no fear at all and only dimly wondered what arrangements would be made at eton where i was then a master to accommodate the boys of my house and my pupils 
it was not done by an effort nor did i brace myself to the situation fear simply did not come near to me once again i found myself confronted not so long ago with an incredibly painful and distressing interview that indeed did oppress me with almost intolerable dread beforehand i was to go to a certain house in london and there was just a chance that the interview might not take place after all as i drove there i suddenly found myself wondering whether the interview could really be going to take place how often had i rehearsed it beforehand with anguish and then i suddenly became aware that i should in some strange way be disappointed if it did not take place i wanted on the whole to go through with it and to see what it would be like a deep-seated curiosity came to my aid it did take place and it was very bad worse than i could have imagined but it was not terrible these are just four instances which come into my mind i should be glad to feel that a courage which undoubtedly came had been the creation of my will but it was not so in three cases the events came unexpectedly but in the fourth case i had long anticipated the moment with extreme dread yet in that last case the fear suddenly slipped away without the smallest effort on my part and in all four cases some strange gust of experience some sense of heightened life and adventure grows in the mind like a fountain so that even in the crevasse i said to myself not excitedly but serenely so this is what it feels like to await death it was this particular experience which gave me an inkling into that which in so many tragic histories seems incredible that men often do pass to death by scaffold and by stake at the last moment in serenity and even in joy i do not doubt for a moment that it is the immortal principle in man the sense of deathlessness which comes to his aid it is the instinct which in spite of all knowledge and experience says suddenly in a moment like that well what then that instinct is a far truer thing than any expectation or imagination it sees things in supreme moments in a true proportion it asserts that when the rope jerks or the flames leap up or the benumbing blow falls there is something there which cannot possibly be injured and which indeed is rather freed from the body of our humiliation it is but an incident after all in a much longer and more momentous voyage it means only the closing of one chapter of experience and the beginning of another the base element in it is the fear which dreads the opening of the door and the quitting of what is familiar and i feel assured of this that the one universal and inevitable experience known to us as death must in reality be a very simple and even a natural affair and that when we can look back upon it it will seem to us amazing that we can ever have regarded it as so momentous and appalling a thing End of chapter two recording by julia ribnikova